Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. Spirit was talking to me last night as I was thinking about today. He's like, I need you to not be so... And Reggie actually said this when I came in this morning. She goes, she said something to me. She goes, I miss the old Ben. And what she meant by that is she misses the passion and like just the reckless abandonment up here and just going for it and, and just releasing who I am and just being all that. And as she said it, she's so prophetic in what she said because I don't miss it. And I think I don't miss it because I'm in a new glory. And I've allowed myself to just be baptized again. And sometimes the expression of that changes. And we need to be all right with that. We need to be all right with loud people being quiet and quiet people being loud. Where are my quiet people being loud at around here? Hello, I'm coming for you. If I'm a loud guy being quiet, you can be a silent person being loud, so... Where are my loud people at? All right. Amen. There you go. Come on. <laughs> Holy Spirit was telling me last night to kind of go with that, like the old, you know, just going forward in passion. He says, I need you to watch your voice. Don't get too loud. Because I've had some, I'm good. Me and Kristen have been battling some stuff over the last few weeks just with sickness and stuff going on. I'm just tired of sickness. Anybody else tired of being sick and just dealing with stuff that we aren't, we're not meant to deal with as sons of God? Sometimes you just got to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I, I did that the other day. I woke up, looked in the mirror, and I just, me and Kristen were just talking. I said, babe, I'm tired of headaches. I'm tired of sniffles. I'm tired of, like, little things that don't even seem to bother me, but I'm just tired of them. Like, God, heal us from the inside out. Let us be a full expression of your glory. And that means no sickness, no infirmity. No disease can get into me. In Jesus' name, it doesn't belong in this house. You just got to preach to yourself. I don't know any other way to tell you that. You just got to tell yourself that I am a son who is whole in the Spirit, and I choose today to live out that life with no sickness and no disease and no infirmity. Nothing. From the top of my head to the soles of my feet, I'm not denying the sickness. I'm just, I know who paid for it all. And my relationship is the one who paid for it. See, I'm not my own person. He paid for me to be here. And I'm just honoring him by giving him a breath back today. See, here, I'm already not doing what I told Holy Spirit I would not do. And now he says, I need you to not, because I've been hoarse, right? You know, the whole horse thing. Man, this is, I don't even know. I haven't preached in a while, so some, you might just get like, just a bunch. I'm going to be very intentional to keep it short today, though. Honor, honor Joseph and, um, and, and Eva for being great leaders of this house. Amen? <clears throat> Come on. Um, but I'm just, I'm really looking on the inside now. You know, I, maybe it's not so much a flesh crying out as it's a heart crying out for me right now. My heart and flesh cry out. Sometimes we're going through a flesh moment. We're just like pouring it out. And then there's sometimes introspective times where we're not so pouring it out. We're just learning and we're, we're, we're going on the inside, if you will, where Yeshua would go to with the Father. You know, he would, he would express himself extrovertedly to his disciples and give out 
when he had been hidden in, but he, he made sure he did the hiding before he came out. And that's what I believe we're doing as, as hearts and flesh cry out. I'm learning what my heart is crying out for now. And, and I'm beginning to see those things manifest themselves in the natural, which is just what a blessing that is. I mean, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I was, you know, really weeping in worship this morning over, I, man, worship to me has just really shifted here. And I'm so thankful for that. Like, so, anybody thankful for that? Come on. Like, really genuinely thankful for people coming and adding and complimenting one another and adding to the, to the church here. I don't, that, that's huge to me. Like, because I, I remember the days when there wasn't anybody, but just a handful of us, and we were given all we had, and it was good for what it was, and it was good for its time, but there's a new wind breathing. There's a new breath breathing. There's a new wind blowing. And out of that new breath and new wind, the atmosphere shifts. So I'm alive to the atmosphere shift in this house right now which comes from a new breath. The Lord breathed into man, and out of the dust man became a living being, a soul. And out of that posture of recognizing that I am not my own, I am a soul governed by my spirit, I can connect with the whole reality of who I am, and I can give that soul, that breath, the suke, the mind, the will, and the emotional, back to Him again. And as I do that, I get a new glory. Oh, man, that's good. If I can give my suitcase, my soul, my, my breath on a day-to-day basis, I can receive of a new breath and I can discern the atmosphere a lot better. And I'm not running from something that's new. I'm not running from something that I'm not comfortable with. As David the prophet said this morning, I'm just staying in the room a little bit longer. <laughs> I'm just learning how to just be okay with a little fear of the Lord that is exactly what it sounds like. Fear of the Lord. It, it's fear, but it's the Lord. <laughs> and Jeremiah says they, they, they were in such an encounter with the fear of the Lord, it made them tremble. Literally, not the devil, but the Lord made them tremble. They tremble. It made them vibrate. Their, their, their bones were moving. Their flesh was moving. Their physical soul body was moving. I'm learning what worship really looks like in this house so I can be open to a new glory, to a new couple coming in, to a new dynamic changing and a new shift happening. And I'm not so caught up with what I've done. I'm so alive in the new breath and the new wind that I can be okay with change. And truth is, guys, we are all changing. And if we're not, we're not under the Lordship of Christ. Because Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but He's looking to transform you, which means continually being changed into the image. There's a finish line, and it's Jesus. It's changed into the image and the likeness. And what is this house now about? Nature. Into that nature. And you only come to that nature of the Father through a new lens and a new glory, which I believe in this house is friendship with Yeshua. If you really want to break it down to the knit and to the gritty, Holy Spirit, it's really Spirit, Son, and Father. And the Spirit has laid the foundation to introduce us to the person of Jesus, which gives us the nature of Abba. <clears throat> this house was about the name for years. Foundational. 
giving us a place to work from. Now we're moving into the nature, which is the intimacy. It's the presence. So Joseph has talked about the word I gave to him a year or so ago about this three years being a house of presence and learning what presence is. Well, presence is nature. It's faith. The word presence is faith. It's, it's the who is God. It's not the what he does. It's the who he is. And we're, we can only get to the who he is through the only mediator between God and man. And the only mediator between God and man is one man. And his name is the man, Jesus, Yeshua, the anointed one. <clears throat> Y'all good? Okay. I'm just talking about the nature, the, the new glory in this house, being open to the invitation. It's, the question's not whether the invitation is out there. It's whether, you're at, it's whether you're keen enough on the inside to discern the new atmosphere to receive the invitation. The invite is always out. It's whether your awareness of Him is that determines whether you can be okay in that change and that new breath. And I encourage you guys to learn what the, the importance of really the only verse I have for you today of what worship really looks like in a son. And I believe you only find the nature of Abba through the friendship of Jesus and you only find the friendship of Jesus through a giving of yourself in daily communion and prayer and devotion that most churches have put on the back burner as like a side to the church when it's actually the one thing the disciples ask Jesus how to do. Think about that. For three years they're walking and the only thing they go is they see him come out of this encounter and I feel Jesus on me right now. The only thing they asked him in this time was can you imagine Jesus coming out of that place? And they go, teach me how to do what you did. What must they have seen on him to ask them, what must I do to get that? Teach me how to pray. And he goes, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Yeshua called him Father. There is an open door to the Father revelation through the nature and the wonder and the intimacy of friendship with Yeshua. And I believe it's, in, it's only the invitation is there. And I want to kind of just basically repeat some things that Mark has said about the consecration and being set apart for such a time as this. And it's going to take a, a new look and a new lens. It's not, it's not going to come by happenstancely or casually. In the old paradigm, in the church paradigm, I like to say, you could kind of get by with being a casual Christian because church was your aim. And when prayer is your aim, it's no longer on the church, it's on you. So I love, so you always just keep on amen. Like, I, I love amens and hallelujahs and joys and shouts. If you don't do that, I'm cool with that too, but you ain't got to be afraid to let it out in this house. But I just mainly want to present to you just today of, Really a short little thing on being aware of the new atmosphere in this house, a new shift. And one of those things for me is worship. And see, it's easy to go over worship. It's like, well, that's just, that's just good music and it's good songs and it's awesome and it's cool and it sounds good. It makes my soul feel good. My emotions feel good. And that's great, but it's way deeper than that. But if we can take the moment of praise, which I believe here we do more praise than we do worship. See, Thanksgiving is the entryway. Praise is the response. Worship comes in your house. Enter the gates with Thanksgiving as courts with praise. Thanksgiving is, is pretty easy to do if we really consider who God is and who man is. It's pretty daggum easy to give thanks. 
when you realize you ain't your own person and God created you, Shanaba, He designed you and He formed you. He's the potter to your clay. Pretty daggum easy to give a little thanks for that. If you have a trouble giving thanks, you ain't never getting to praise and you sure ain't getting to worship. I'm telling you, man, I, but you got to start there. And I'm telling you, the easy way into thanksgiving is just thinking about God. Psalms 8. I say a thing every time I preach, but I think it's the best chapter in the Bible. Oh, my God. Who is man that you were mindful of me? Do you ever just ponder that? One of my favorite songs is uh, United Pursuit, Take a Moment. So take a moment to remember who God is and who I am. There you go, lifting my load again. See, your only load is, the only time your load is lifted, there's a lot of loads being poured on us in the natural. But when you take a moment, take a moment to remember who God is and who I am. There you go, lifting my load again. Not my own person. I'm, I'm, a, des, I'm a design of the designer. I'm a created being from the creator. See, I'm putting it into perspective here. This is not my home. And you, much as I love you, I don't love you as much as I love the one I know in an intimate way. And therefore, I can come out of that and love you just as good. But I need to love him and know him in a way so I can love you in that way. Because you don't want me without him. I'm bad. My flesh stinks. It's my attitude stinks sometimes. I be my behavior be stinking. I know I'm the only one up here with that with that going on. I'm up here. Thank you. You're welcome. But you know what? In that sorrow, in that death, and, and in that just awareness of who I am without Him, comes this thankfulness. Comes this put thanks on your lips. And then there's a natural, beautiful praise and a hands raised and a song sung. And it's a great place to begin. It's a terrible place to stop. And I want to give us a definition on Romans 12.1. If you have your Bibles, which most of y'all probably don't because you look up there. This is cool. Romans 12.1, one verse today, one question. Passion translation. King James, whatever you want. We're going to do passion on the board right here. Amen. I was going to talk about my wife, Kristen. I'm married, by the way. <laughs> God, she's beautiful. I love her so much, man. My life has been so wrecked. Reckless love. I now know of through the lens of Kristen. She's the 10, the Kristen 10. Many years ago, i got to say this. Many years ago, the, my dad came to me in a prophetic vision, and that does happen, by the way, um, for any of y'all peculiar people. Uh, <clears throat> I was struggling with, this has nothing to do with the message, but it's fine, it's cool. Um, I, had, I was struggling with some things I had gone through. So I walked through the valley of the shadow of death kind of moments, you know what I'm saying? I will be with you, see, Ooh, that's a good place to get them. Man, oh man, though I walk through the valley, I don't, though I walk, I still know I'm with you. There's this connection thing that manifests when you know you're a designer of a designer, you're part of a clay, you're the creator of a creator. See, it's not hard to think. And I'm, I'm thinking about this sorrowful stuff I've been going through. This is years ago. My God, it's been probably seven years ago, six years ago now. 
I'll just, I'll just lose track of time. And I was just kind of in my emotions with it, and I went out on the water to fish. And that's a good place to find God. If you ever wonder where God is, just find out where Jesus went. That's a good word right there. I don't know, write that down. Three years. It's three years, and it's a few, ver- it's a few, few chapters. Take you about a week to read it. Just go ahead. The Gospels, man. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So, and I'm thinking about um, just the sorrowfulness and just kind of having the woe is me moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was really good at that for a long time. I had to get out of that. I was becoming depressed, just straight up depressed. From having a what was me moment. Sometimes they're good. The Lord is with you in those moments. He wants you to be real with Him. See, I don't like fake stuff. You be real. If you're, if you're depressed, say you're depressed. And go to God and He'll get you happy. But don't keep faking it till you make it, man. I'd rather you stay home and get better and then come. And I was just going through and I, and I, I heard my dad because I was groaning over some things that had left and gone and I was like wondering why they did and relationships that had left, and I was struggling with that. <laughs> and I heard my dad, and the only way I can hear a dad on the water, and his sarcastic kind of a voice, not sarcastic, but just kind of country, just chilling vibe, you know, and he's like, you don't want the second best now, do you, son? See, we can settle for things in life, but if you walk in close intimacy with Jesus, he'll never give you the second best He'll never give you leftover stale bread. There is always daily fresh-cooked bread in the oven available to those who will seek, ask, and knock. And not only His person of the presence, but the beautiful gifts that come along with the ride. And one of those gifts for me was the first and the best. And it's Kristen. And literally, in her life, through her family, they would always joke with her about being a 10. Chris, 10, 10, Chris, 10. She's the 10. She's the first. Just little cool prophetic nuggets there for you. You're welcome. That's it. But that's another example of being led by the Spirit. To many that are casual approachers, these are the sons of God. No, 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 no. That's not the verse in Romans. To, to me, as many who are just Sunday morning goers, these are the sons of God. No, 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 no. To, to as many that are led by the Spirit, these, say these, these are the sons of God. you got to be led in a journey with a relationship where you're not really revealing the sonship of a son. And that is faithfulness and keeping it before you, as Joseph has talked about many times. Keeping the Lord before you keeps you in a place of feeding on His faithfulness. If you're wondering why you're not feeding, because you, you don't have Him before you. He's not paramount to you. He's a secondary thing to you. It's Jesus plus church. It's Jesus plus my good marriage. It's Jesus plus all this other stuff. That stuff comes with Jesus plus nothing. And when you get there, the things just keep coming. And for me, Kristen was that thing for me. She was the thing that I needed to sew it all up. To sew me up in a way that I would never have been okay without it. And the Lord blessed me with her. And I, I'm so thankful today that I get to to live in marriage. I've been married almost two months. And I get to just wake up to it every day and just just bask in marriage. 
I don't want to get out of, yeah, thank you. I don't want to get out of, I don't want to get out of the posture of basking and waiting, waiting, not waiting, waiting too, but waiting, just waking up with fresh mercy and fresh glory and fresh romance and and it all comes from just being faithful through the years. That's it. The recipe is faithfulness. The recipe is getting in your closet and shutting that daggum door. Don't leave the door cracked. A lot of us wonder why we're not into worship because the daggum door's cracked. There's too many cisterns on. There's too many distractions coming through the crack. After you have shut your door, then go to your father in secret. Shut your door. And when you do that, you learn the art of putting the Lord before. And marriage is, you know, in just such a short time, I really feel like since I met Kristen, we've, I've been married to her. That's how, just how real it felt from the beginning. I met her right here in this gym on March. Oh, God. First. <laughs> March 1st, 2020. And we stood right around this area right here. And we just talked. Whew, I haven't had a girl like that look at me in eight years. And I was just basking in it. I, I was just like, keep talking. Don't screw this up. Just cut up. I said, that up. I'll that up. And for two hours... Maybe that's just that. It's an hour and a half. I'm telling you, it was not an hour. It was an hour plus 30, maybe 60. And it felt like 10 minutes. It was just, it felt like a new glory. And this house right now, the way I feel, felt that day, on March 1st, 2020, is the way I feel in this house right now. I feel a new breath for a new glory. And I don't want to leave it. I just want to bask in it. I just want to, as Song of Solomon says, in his shade I sat down and took great delight. I want to Wade under the shade. Under the shadow of the shade. And I receive and benefit from this new thing called a new glory. You know, we don't really know all what this looks like, but I know what I feel. And I know two-thirds of the kingdom is feel. Kingdom is not righteousness nor drink. Or it's not meat nor drink. Kingdom is not meat nor drink. It's righteousness, comma. That is, by the way. You ain't got to work for that. So if you try and you might as well just stop that right now because you filthy as rags <laughs> until you get with his righteousness. And the next two, man, how beautiful these next two are. Joy and peace. That's the kingdom. You feel it. And you know when you don't feel it. So this really today is just a 
just a cry and a shout of realize we're in a new glory. And I know most of y'all stepped into it already. Some of y'all might have one foot and like a half another foot in. If anybody, I don't think anybody in here is really like that. But if you are that person, this is the day to just put both feet in and just let the wind of the Spirit and the breath of His mouth breathe and blow on you today. And you'll be able to stay in the room when that fear of the Lord comes and does some different things and shows a little different characteristic of who God is. Because there's many different facets and many different personalities and many different things going on that He has in this house. And He's working and doing something new and fresh and alive and just be fully wide open to it. And you'll, you'll tap into that thing. I just want to read a couple things that Joseph had mentioned from the time as now. I do encourage you guys to get that. We've got them printed up over there. And just read it. And until it becomes real to you. And um, what I mean by that is when you read something and the words jump off the page and they actually work with you and they get inside of you. And that's what I think we should all do with this word right now. I just want to read a few things that he had said in that. Read this verse and we'll be done today. Before 12, I, I, I promise you that. This is a miracle. You don't want the second best, do you? Last thing my dad told me when he passed is you can have as much as you want. You can have as much as you want and you don't want the second best, do you? Man, the table is full. Just come sit down and eat today and drink. The time is now. I want you to sit down and write. The days of just getting by are over. We're called to walk in prosperity and power. The casual days. See if I can read it without crying. I don't know if that's going to happen. So just cry with me. Tears of joy. Casual days of Christianity have come to a close. No longer fruit that comes from that tree. That means that one time there was. I love that word. You know what I mean? When I read this, I not only see the present and the future, I see the past. They're all it's a circle. It's the kingdom of God. The beginning and the beginning and the end are the same thing. I look forward by looking back with him. The garden, the cultivating of a before I was me, the song today. I mean, come on, man, this is so rich. This house is being the is, the Lord is depositing so much rich songs and new worship and new sounds and new messages and just new things and expressions. I believe this house is moving into a real imagination kind of phase where our arts and our gifts and our talents are going to be really manifested because we are seated in presence. And he can trust a man with a good gift if he's seated in good presence. <clears throat> and I believe this house is in a time of, tra- of learning what presence is, learning what it is to be alone, the face, which is simply first in the face is the eye. Then comes the mouth. You don't get the embrace with the mouth until there's attention on the eye. Lift up your head, fix your eye. On Jesus, and everything else goes grows strangely dim. See, things aren't dim to you because your eyes not focused right. If your eye is single, then everything else just goes away. Bye bye. See you later. 
you got one job, as they say in sports. Guard this quarterback, or go get this quarterback. you got one job in the kingdom. Keep your eye focused, single. That's it. If you do that, everything else flows rightly. Mark Joseph has been talking about keeping, turning all the systems off, keeping your focus on what really matters, which is Jesus plus nothing else. And out of that comes heaven, comes the gifts that comes with Jesus. <clears throat> and the face is what we're learning right now, going from a name to a nature, which is the door of Yeshua into the face of Abba. And we learn that through being still with Yeshua in secret place. And bring, and that's how our bands at home become strong. And when that thing is so strong, you're not only looking to share it, you're screaming to share it. Anybody who's got an ear to hear it, guess what happened to me? I encountered God this morning for like two hours. Did you want to hear about it? I mean, become peculiar, become a royal priesthood, become a chosen generation, or go, go shopping or something. But don't be in here just casually looking at things like they're just going to happen to you. Those days, as I read from our from Joseph, have come to a close. There ain't no more fruit on that daggum tree, man. Face, new presence, new atmosphere. The eye, the mouth, the presence. No longer fruit that comes from that tree. Kingdom is not a hobby. It's as good. <laughs> this is good. <clears throat> Kingdom, which is the king's domain. There's no kingdom without a king. Kingdom comes through relationship with a king. A lot of us want to go do the work of the kingdom, but we don't have any relationship with a king, and we're impotent. We're deluded. We're watered down, and we're straight up boring, to be real. And Jesus can't, he loves you unconditionally, but people like that, he has to come like Revelation 2. He says, I love you for all that you've done, but I've got to remove your lampstand. I've got to remove your light, because I can't have you speaking for me. And you've done that because you've lost the one thing that matters most. You do all the work well, but you've lost the one thing that really matters to me. And that's first love. Period. And when you do that well, heaven comes with that. And that's what we're doing here, man. Come on. No longer fruit that comes from that tree. Kingdom is not a hobby, an interest, a crutch, nor something you do as a morning devotional. Oh, that's good. Hey! 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 See, a lot of us like this 15 minutes thing. I, I love fishing. I love Dutch Steeps' fishing. I think it's good. I think it's a good beginning. But you're not going to bring heaven with just that. That's a doorway into something deeper. And he's calling us away. He's beckoning away. Come away with me. Come away. <clears throat> and at that place we go to Jonathan's song, we realize who we've always been before time began. So it is a new life. Let me read that one more time. The casual days of Christianity have come to a close. No longer fruit that comes from that tree. Kingdom is not a hobby, an interest, a crutch, nor something you do as a morning devotional or church service. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> it is a new life. Say new life. It is a new life. That requires a new lifestyle. Which I believe in this place of nature is learning what it is to be with the face of Jesus in secret. 
I will say this too. This is just a good word, I think, for us to hear. But if you're struggling with what that looks like in your devotional life, get around someone who doesn't struggle with it. I've had some people in this house take me to lunch and straight up look at me and go, God's older than me. Like, I feel even weird talking to him by this. Like, I'm 40, which I'm 40, by the way. God is blessed. <clears throat> and I'm talking to people who are 60 and they're like, I don't get a secret place. So I'm like, what you talking about? Oh, like, I don't get it. <clears throat> but they're, they brought me to lunch and they're paying for my lunch and they're asking me a question. We got influence here. So if you're struggling with what that life, that new lifestyle looks like, get around someone who doesn't. Like, if I'm struggling, I get around Jonathan. I get around David. They work here, so it's easy. We just back and forth all the time. But get around someone who doesn't struggle with it. For instance, like, my thing I struggle with is, is like, being more excellent in my music, musicianship and playing better and just, like, being a little bit more stretched in that area. And I get around Jonathan because he's a... Did you not hear the guitar this morning? Play? I mean, anybody got any hand for that? Come on. Did you not hear that? See, that, that's not only worship, that's excellence. And they're both needed. But he don't struggle with that, so I get around him. If you want to know how to be intimate and cry all day long, get around me. <clears throat> and I'll teach you what Mary taught Martha. Anyway, that's another one. Okay. I'm just kidding. That was a little joke. That was a good joke. All right. Believe it is a new life that requires a new lifestyle. I love this stuff, man. You don't need a whole lot of word. You just need to read one sentence and like capture it. A lot of us want quantity, but we don't realize the quality we have in the little. I need the quality before I need your quantity. And the quality is not reading the whole Bible for the whole year. Please, God, don't do that. Read Psalms 1 and for a week and come back to me. Talk to me about it. That's the lifestyle I'm looking for. Man, I said the Holy Ghost. That's the lifestyle. Sitting with Psalms 1. What you reading today on Monday, Ben? Psalms 1, Kristen. What you reading on Wednesday, Psalms 1? What you reading on Psalms 1? Are you going to ever move on? Probably not this week. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and that girl is a worshiper, man. You talk about, I can't wait till she's up here singing because she got something to sing. Yes, she does. she got a song in her heart. It is a new life that requires a new lifestyle. Believers, to say believers. Amon, to come into covenantal agreement with. To come into Amon, to believe in the reality of the unseen more than I believe in the reality of what I see. Because if I don't do that, I'm going to get tied up and twisted up and bent up backwards and I'm going to be rude and have an attitude and I'm going to straight stink to you. And you ain't going to like me and I ain't going to like you. But if I can see myself in the unseen before I was me, I can become tied into the thing I'm tied into. Which is my designer and my creator and my potter. And when I'm designed, when I know my design right, I can treat you right. Amen. I keep trying to say I'm going to read this and not get down. I'm sorry. Believers to see, believers to see. Believers to see with the eyes of the Father. And there is one mediator between God and man. And it ain't your best worship song. And it ain't your favorite preacher on YouTube. It is Jesus. 
There is, I've been reading that verse. This has been my verse this week. There is one mediator. <clears throat> what a verse this is. There is one. Say one. There ain't, there ain't a second one. There ain't a third one. There is one. And his name is Jesus. Yeshua HaMashiach, the anointed one. That is the fix. That is the eye to see into. Believers to see with the eyes of the Father stepped into a covenantal agreement with Jesus that cannot be swayed by the storms around them. Convinced they were strategically designed for this hour and know exactly where they need to be. Two most important things in our life is knowing who we are in Him and knowing where we belong. Our location. And if you know those two things, you'll burn in this house like a boiling fire. Because you know who you are and you know where you belong. And if you're wondering why you're not boiling, because one of those things ain't quite right yet. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and knowing where you belong does not just mean heaven. It means where you placed in the earth. And if you're struggling with identity and are struggling with fire and burning and passion, it's because one of those questions is not answered yet. And when you get those two answered, my identity and my location, you're good. Believers to see with the eyes of the Father step into a covenantal agreement with Yeshua that cannot be swayed by the stones around them. Convinced. Stay convinced. Convinced. Oh, man, when you see a man convinced, it'll, if you ain't happy and he's happy, it's going to make you mad. See, a lot of us think we won't join until joy really shows up. Man, it's, it'll provoke you. Offense must come. Let it come. Let it, let it expose the heart to reveal the mind. And reveal all the things that aren't quite right yet with us as we're being transformed and changed into something that is greater than our place right now. They're convinced they were strategically designed for this hour and know exactly where they need to be. Amen. There's more into that, but I think that's where I'm going to put a period on it, or as Wayne says, a bookmark in it. That's one of his things. You can put a bookmark. I'll be talking to my phone about, well, put a bookmark. I'm like, what? Put a bookmark in it. All right. I will, now I say it all the time. So put a bookmark in it. I love that kind of language. Let me read this one verse, and this the answer to this is stepping into a new lifestyle, which is that consecrated, set-apart devotion. I love this question. Romans 12, 1. Hayden, thank you, bro. Hayden's doing an awesome job. He looks handsome today, by the way. He got a good-looking haircut. Just a good, sharp young man. Appreciate you, man. Oh, Lord, encounter on the young people in this house. Jesus, awaken them with encounter, Father. Nolan, Walsingham. Gabriel, <clears throat> Walsingham. Hayden. Eli, Jacob, Noah, Father, awaken these young men in worship. Awaken these young men in the night with encounters of your presence, Father. Franks and Leos, Josiahs, the fours, the fives, the six, the sevens, the eights, the nines, the teenage. Awaken them, Father. To encounter, to be shaped by encounter. I just see these young men changing the world, man. I do. I really, really do. 
Romans 12.1. We got it up there. Here we go. Beloved friends. Man, I love this verse. What should be our proper response to Yahweh's God's marvelous mercies? I just love things. What, what is it? What's yours? I'll put a period, I'll put a bookmark right there, and I'll just, I'll, I'll go walk in and thinking about that. And then I encounter the love of God, and He gives me what I need, what He gives me what my response is. Yeah. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God to be His sacred, living sacrifices. That word sacred means, it's, the Greek word is kyrios. It means, one of the meanings is belonging exclusively to Him. And what Joseph has been talking about, the consecration, the setting apart. And reformation begins in consecration. That's really the kind of the overarching thing I think in my word today the bigger picture takes place with your encounter. And that your encounter actually is enough to begin to change the cosmos of our land. And when you value those small encounters at home, he'll begin to enlarge your tent in the marketplace. Because he's looking for ones who care about the presence and the intention and the face and the emotion and the moment that comes with that as much as anything else in their life. As much as preaching, as much as singing from a pulpit, from a stage as much as whatever. It's got to be first and it's got to be foremost. And he's looking for ones who he can give his lampstand to because those are the people. The ones who can treasure that. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God to be his sacred irios. living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart for this, say this, for this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Amen. Amen. Stand today. Oh, thank you, Lord. Do we got anything else, John? Are we good? Uh, let's lift our hands, guys, today, this morning. We bless you, Abba. We love you. We love your Son. We love your Spirit. We thank you for this day today that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you for our leadership team here, Joseph and Eva. We thank you for the anointing that flows down from his head, which is if it flows down from the head, it flows down in the family. Hallelujah. And the family is benefiting from our leadership here, which always leans on Yeshua and looks to him and says, whatever, however, whenever it will come, Lord, let it come. Let it be. And we say yes to this. Say yes. Yes to that, Father. And what you're doing in our home life to strengthen our bands and bringing that strong band into the church and to the gathering place and to the ecclesia and bringing that sound and letting that sound truly resound in this earth. We honor you today. We bless you. Amen. Bless you, God. Love y'all. Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.